Alrighty, folks, welcome back to Behind the Buttons. This is our show where we recap what goes into building Two Buttons Deep, which is the fastest growing media company, at least in upstate New York. Today on the show, we got myself, Jack, Taylor, and Jonah on the boards. We're going to be discussing uh, a little mishap we have with the one and only Antonio Brown, a peculiar proclamation that the city of Troy is trying to enforce on its residents, our favorite dog-friendly places to enjoy during the warmer months of the great upstate, uh, which notable person purchased our uh, piece of artwork that we auctioned off at a fundraiser, and uh, a peek into the week at the next big step in the world of Two Buttons Deep. I already forgot what that is, so I'm excited to get to the show and figure it out. Well, it's your live show, so I hope you don't. Oh, damn. Okay, I was going to say I only had one Sam Adams. It's not really hitting yet, but sure, True. yeah, it would be a big step, but we got a lot of big steps going on right now. Yeah, well, we're sipping on Sam's summer ale right now, the beer with the beer for every season, so cheers to you. I already I, drank mine. Yeah, where'd it go? In my belly. I, and you didn't ask me if I wanted another one before I started. You are a grown adult. We are at the bunker, and they do have great hospitality here. So I'm hoping at some point they might knock on our door here and see if I want another. Because I would. I'm actually a little chilly right now, so I need to warm up with a warm weather beer, even though it's not warm weather. Where is that person from Yankee Distiller who popped into the podcast one time with a round of shots? Oh, yeah, that was interesting. That would be very useful right about now. Do you remember now? going to Yankee Distillers like years ago for a meeting? And it mm-hmm. was we went to a morning meeting. It was way before we were full-time. And I think we got drunk. Oh, yeah. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. We were at Yankee Distillers. And the guy was making these like apple cider whiskey cocktails mm-hmm. and they were so good yeah but i remember leaving we were with advisor jobo which where is in the world is jobo he's at a very odd event in california west coast oh, is jobo. He at comic-con or not Com- cinema-con cinema-con that's right which i if it wasn't for joe i would think that's fake um if it wasn't it for, might still be fake no it's real the only reason why i know it's real is because joe was there last year when olivia wilde was handed and served her divorce papers on stage right from Jason Sudeikis which by the way are you following that whole soccer thing with Ryan Reynolds yes and I'm I keep mixing it up with the other soccer there's like a soccer uh Ted Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. So I think the, I don't know the difference so Olivia Wilde's ex-husband Jason Sudeikis is the star of Ted Lasso yes. which is like this really good feel good uh Apple TV show where he basically takes like an underdog team and you know, does well. And he's very motivational. So like my mom watches it. Like I can't get my mom to watch any TV. She loves Ted Lasso. My aunt who was sitting here with us last week, she's on and on about Ted Lasso, but then Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from, he was from always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. They legit took the concept of the show and brought it to real life and bought a soccer team in England, in Wales. And that team just won like a championship which is going to take them out of like the league that they're in and like into the English professional soccer league or something. Wow. So they're really out here doing it. Yeah. They're, I think you would like Ted Lasso from what I've heard. Yeah. It's I think Jason Sudeikis and Rob are just similar enough that when that video popped up of them yep. celebrating yeah. with the other guy, I'm like, wait, Yeah, is this it's, or is it not? I don't, I don't know if Americans just don't know, but yeah, the, the soccer world is shaking over in Europe, but Jason Sudeikis not on my hot list, which I think I've talked about recently. But anyway, Joe was there when she was promoting her movie in, I think it's in Las Vegas, not in California. 
the CinemaCon. West Coast Jobo. West Coast Jobo. I'm only bringing this up because I actually thought, because it was just the two of us on today's show, I was like, oh, it might be good to bring Joe on. And, like, you know, we might need some legal advice in a few minutes. And True. Just haven't really grilled him or caught up with him in a while. So I yeah. was just kind of missing missing my Joe. We could call him. Missing my little cup of Joe. Yeah, call him up. Let's just call Let's just call him and say hi. It sounds like uh, Rob and the other guy are doing what Antonio Brown is trying to do with the Albany Empire. Yes, actually, you know what? This could be a good full circle moment. Yeah, yeah. they just... And that's what they were actually saying on, I was watching like a clip on the Today Show of them celebrating, but you know, the fact that soccer, football in the UK really does bring communities back and thriving and brings them to life and creates, you know, that camaraderie that sports often does. And, uh, you know, they're, they're probably almost billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds sold that Mint Mobile. Ooh. He sold it for like almost a billion, I think a billion maybe. That's because they didn't spend any money on marketing. So he's got all kinds of money to spend and now he's bought the soccer team. So maybe we could connect AB with Ryan Reynolds. He needs some help. He needs some help. You know, full circle, Antonio Brown is trying to do what they're doing in terms of bringing a small club and elevating it. Yeah. The Albany Empire, for what it is, in the Arena Football League, is as good as it gets. They win. They've won. They've won twice in a, in a row, but it's just it. They're not financially successful. They're not booming. Business wasn't booming. So no. AB his his dad had a connection. He was touchdown Eddie Brown in the nineties. Randomly came out of nowhere, bought the team, bought half the team. It was a media circus around it. We kind of got involved. And we went to opening the opening game, which I think we rehashed on last week's episode. And uh, it just wasn't an impressive turnout. It was maybe 10% full. Oh, God. But they won. It was a great game. And we wanted to know what we could do to help. So AB actually reached out to us. He connected with Jonah. He'd been following around Albany and reached out and basically was like, how do we get butts and seats? Like, let's meet up, chop it up. So Jonah went. When was that? Wednesday? Yep. And you, did, you had a good night. We had a great night. Yeah, we had a good, I mean, it was like three hours. We were there till almost midnight, uh, chopping it up. That was actually the day that the news broke that AB actually owned the entire team. Mm-hmm. It was it was disputed for, for some time. And uh, I remember I called you. I said, hey, let's do a, a 2BD news on this. I think there's enough here. And we, we did that. And uh, moments later, I found myself face-to-face with Antonio Brown. Does he feel like a celeb in real life? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like he, he has, has a, energy. A power kind of energy for sure. How is he? Is he short king? No. He's a little shorter than me, no, but no, he's, definitely he's, not a short king. Yeah, no, he's tall. I mean, he's, 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 he's an pumping NFL iron. wide receiver, so, yeah. you know, he's he's got some length. Yeah, sure. I just can't picture, like, I, I'm glad I haven't met him because I don't know how I, I don't know how I would interact. Like, I don't know what vibe I would pick up on. He's, I mean, his jewelry speaks for itself. And like a sunglasses inside kind of guy. Yeah, major. Which like, I'm not opposed to that because I always say. Can we just give me credit for being on his middle finger ring beat long before it was a national story? That's true. When he did the initial press conference, the only question I had, there was a whole media circus around him asking him this and that and this. And I'm just like, tell me about that ring. And he gave me the most bullshit answer of all time. And then a month later... It's coast-to-coast news that he stole this million-dollar ring from a jeweler. 
and hasn't paid him back. And the jeweler's on TMZ being like, he stole my million dollar ring. You know, now it's this. a middle finger ring. It looks like a cast. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, I only have one. And he shows the other middle finger ring he has. And just a total different world than where we came from. But you can't say I wasn't on that beat. No, you were on the beat. I just think we need to follow up. Well, maybe not us, based on what we're about to talk about. But there's been no follow-up to that particular beat. Has he commented on the status of the ring? I think he has bigger problems at hand at this point because things just kept popping up. Uh, Yeah. And uh, so, rewind. He takes over full ownership. Jonah's in the room with him. What'd you guys plan? So, we had this really neat idea. Because, you know, we're we're talking about how do we get butts and seats and... You know, I'm at this conference room table, and there's a pile of tickets on the table, stacks of tickets, free tickets to the game. So I'm like, hey, let's let's give these out. Let's make a spectacle. AB loves the idea. I say, all right, let's find a place. Let's find a time. He's like, all right, let's do it. All of his guys in the room, the whole team, everybody agrees that we can blow this thing up. So, you know, that's what we do. Well, that's what we try to do. We had this whole bit filmed. AB was throwing tickets up in the air. Hey, yo, I'm AB here. You all heard the news. The empire is mine. And I'm doing something special for the community because we want to bring everyone to the game. April 22nd, Saturday. I'm going to be two buttons deep. You heard it right. Two buttons deep with the Albany guys. And we're going to be at the U Albany at the fountain. And we're giving away tickets because we want to bring the community out and make this thing special. So put that shh on and meet me there and you Albany at the fountain two buttons deep so he sold on the idea this fact like this point that he would give away a bunch of tickets and then create what I call fans for life after giving someone a free experience right because at this point people are not paying to go see the Albany Empire mm-hmm. what's the price of a ticket way yeah, too high way too high like, starting, what is it? starting at 25 for nosebleeds, 40, 40 for regular, and like 90 if you want to be yep. close Shut to the up. action. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. is this always been this way? I think so, yeah. And that's probably why it's always been this way. That is actually mind-blowing. I mean, every time we talk about local sports, I always, and it's not a flex, I just talk about my experience at the Valley Cats. And the one thing that I learned was that it was affordable family fun. If you were a family of four, realistically, you could get in and out of there, tickets included, for like, honestly, under $30, but even to exaggerate, under $50 for a family of four, which nowadays, people will tell you there's nothing that you can do locally or anywhere for any family of any size under even $100 with the way that the world is now. And then to go into an empty arena like that and pay that kind of money and then still go out and buy, I mean, I don't think the price of Miller Lite ever changes in there, does it? That's still too expensive too, yeah. That's what I mean. So yeah. like, I, but, but I, what, is a March Madness Miller Lite inside the stadium or the arena the same as the Albany Empire Miller Lite? Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. Like that's on them. That is what it is. But the price of the ticket should be something that gets you in there. So yeah. just trying to set the scene. So he's okay with giving away a bunch because you know what happens when you give things away. Yeah. People expect them for free from there on out. But if he's so confident under new ownership that he could deliver an A-plus experience, maybe $25 doesn't sound so bad after. So we make this video, or Jonah does, of uh, Antonio Brown all in on the two buttons deep lifestyle. He explained what it meant. He gets it. And we're like, this is great. Because our benefit here is, A, we want to help the Albany area. As you said, all you know, the Albany Empire's 
Success, success is, is our success, Albany's success. And if they fail, it's yet another failure that we don't want to see. So we wanted to make this work, all issues aside. We came up with this plan that we were going to launch the initiative to basically have a huge meetup, something similar to the snowball fight where we'd gather hundreds of people at UAlbany Friday, 6 p.m. We have great content. You're in touch with AB all day. You see him, you get an update. And right up to the time that we launched it, everything was good to go. And our benefit from this, apart from that, is like we're going to get exposure on AB's page. He's got 15 million followers. Who are they? Don't know, but it's good for our brand just to get out there. And that's the immediate benefit. But apart from that, we're really doing him more of a favor by letting a very controversial person onto our platform to do what he wants to make this a success. But we were all in on that. And we post the video. And then he just does his, does his thing. He does this thing that made his reputation precede him where he just completely flips the script. First, he goes silent. He was supposed to accept the collab, which means our video would appear on his page. Then he texts Joni. He's like, nah, I'm going to post a video. And then I'll send it to you. And I'm just like, oh, God. Just like, I, 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 I don't know AB, but I know AB enough where he's not going to get the caption right. I did subtitles. I got every aspect of this video was perfect because you got to, he didn't say what time it was going to be. So like everything had to be clear for this to work out because we put our necks on the line as a company to promote this. And I'm just like, he's not going to do it. And Jonah and I were in this predicament now of, you know, what do we do? Do we just let him do it? It's out there. It's out on around Albany. It's out on two buttons deep. Other media outlets are sharing it at this point saying, Oh, this is happening at that time. It's on according to our world. And now everything was in AB's hand and uh, we had to make some moral decisions. It was not easy. You know, Jack, I think you and I spoke more that day than we have in a long time, just going yeah. back and forth, trying to figure out how to navigate this. And uh, I mean, ultimately, like if we can't trust him to come through on, on posting to social media, how can we even trust him to come through showing up at the event the next day? Did you trust him prior to getting to where you got with posting the video? Like in your conversations that night, like he sounded sound and solid? Definitely. I mean, the the craziest part about this, it was his idea. He asked if we would want to collab with him on this post. So it's not like I'm in there begging, saying, hey, like, right. get me on your feed. He's like, no, let's blow this thing up. Like, we'll post this, we'll collab, and we'll make this thing huge. We'll get as much buzz as we can for the Empire. Because I feel like people that, like, are in our, not even in our network, but follow us, are, like, finding this all hard to believe. Like, they don't actually believe that, like, we had this, like, mutual collab idea. People are, you know, questioning us, as they would, because haters are haters. But I think the, the clear sticking point is that he initiated the entire relationship to this point with two buttons even around Albany because of the benefit that it brings him. And it just gets to this point where I have to say, okay, yeah, he's not trustworthy, but what is his ultimate goal with this team in conversations? Like, is it that he needs this press? He needs this win? Is it that, you know, people are commenting sadly, like, you know, CTE is like a scary thing. Cause like, I think there's a little bit of that, but like, what does he want for Albany? Is it a Evan Bloom situation where he doesn't give a fuck about Albany and he just cares about, a, a physical material item, be it a building, a team, a, you know, piece of notoriety. Like, I don't know. I've got no idea. But the thing that set me off was Jonah, you know, was following up with him after he posted it. And he said, Jonah, you're stressing. Trust my process. Nothing more rude than someone tells you to like chill out. And 
at that point, I, I said, no, you have 10 minutes to post it or we are out. And Jonah relayed that. He didn't do it. And we yanked everything from our sites and uh, he was on his own. And I mean, we ended that, you know, on good terms. I mean, it was, yeah. it was like handshake. All right. Couldn't make this happen. Good luck. You know, maybe we can make something happen later on in this season. So at that point, you know, it was it was all good. Like, kind of messed up, but still, like, we're not going to burn any bridges here. Yeah. And his whole thing was like, you know, when we tried to get him on the podcast last week, he was like, I have 15 million followers. You only have 250,000 or whatever. And just to prove how, like, concrete our audience is, my so I do a car wash confession just to clear the air because we told our audience where it was happening. We're fielding DMs. When do I show up? When that? So I gotta say something. So I do the car wash confession just to lay everything out. That video got more views than the video of AB with the kids at the first day, which is a video he shared to his 15 million followers. So just to show how impactful I get, controversy always wins. But that video got more views than the video he promoted to his 15 million people. Yeah, because, again, I think that's our selling point is that we are so hyper-targeted. People are locked in and interested on everything that we do. So numbers don't – numbers lie and they don't lie. Like, his 15 million just aren't engaged with him posting about Albany. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not happening. He doesn't have as many followers on Twitter, but I've been looking at his tweets and just kind of trying to understand, like, where – where he lays in the eyes of people around him, not in Albany, right? Like, what's the temperature on him if you, you know, were a Tampa Bay fan and, you know, that situation or you followed him, you know, as a player in the NFL? Like, because people fall off the map no matter how famous you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where he's at. And this is a way to reclaim some fame or some job. Maybe he needs a fucking job. <laughs> I think he does maybe for some paperwork he's got an issue with because literally one hour after we trust our process and say, all right, this is not, the juice is not worth the squeeze here. The news breaks about him having a warrant out for his arrest due to not paying child support, which was just, I mean, thank God the night we could have been promoting an event with this guy, that would have, can you imagine that story breaking? that, That broke the next day. At the same time, we were literally supposed to be with AB at UAlbany. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, like, still. <laughs> so, yeah. Still. Same. Yeah, one night later, <laughs> that broke. Holy cow. Could I mean, have been, if, like, Olivia Wilde getting served her court papers at CinemaCon. He's there yeah. at an event, and somebody at comes Albany. up. Because that's what a warrant is, right? An active warrant is, yep. like, if I saw you out, you could get arrested. And, you know, we said child support. That's tough. Look, you know, that's not good for anybody. That, the ring, all of it. You know, ultimately, not a good look for the guy. No. Three times the charm. I think what really burned a bridge with me and, and upset me and bothered just, you know, my, my values is we sent him that video after he says, I'm going to post it. You send me what you got. We send it to him. So he has that footage. It has the two buttons on it. It's our footage. We own that. We produce that fully. And uh, after we called it off, I th- and I said, go on your way. Do your own giveaway. We're not going to be involved. Do whatever you want. But... We have no part in this anymore. And then the next day, he posts that video to his story with our buttons on it for his alleged 15 million fo- engaged followers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, okay, cool. <laughs> 15 million people see our logo, but I don't think that's cool. And I, I, and I told his team, I said, I think I assumed that you guys have 
more creative people in your arena that can create your own content. You don't need to steal ours. Apparently not. Do you think he's pressing send on his shit? Like, you think he's managing his own social? <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah he actually I is. mean, I know we're going to talk about Twitter, but I like, I do like the one thing he says. I like how he says, call God. Like, I mean. I kind of like that. He should trust that process. I just kind of like that. Like, that's his, like, little slogan on Twitter. I don't even know what it means, but, like, kind of like it. Call God. Call God. But, uh. It's, it makes me feel sad because he's sucks. not mentally. He's got Kanye energy, and, that, and that's not fun to you. We should have known from the that. boots. We should have known. If I just, anybody wearing those boots, that's like the biggest red flag in the world these days. If you are wearing Kanye boots, you have Kanye energy, and that is a problem. We'll see where it goes from here. Ugh. We'll see where it goes from here. We tried. We trusted our process, though, and I'm happy with how we handled it. Yeah, we don't. we're, we're better than this shit. True. We got bigger fish to fry. Onward and beyondward. We got a new segment coming out. Not a segment, but we're trying to develop a list of dog-friendly places. Because people with dogs, uh, you don't really know where you can go. So we're trying to put together a list of the most dog-friendly places in the Capital Region. And I want yours. I mean, again, this is tricky. I don't know necessarily where is dog-friendly. But I know patios that I've seen dogs I've taken my dog to nine miles east in Saratoga. That's a good spot. They have a water bowl. I feel like if they have a water bowl, that's a good sign. Yep. But the reason why this is so tricky is that just because your dog can sit outside on a patio doesn't mean your dog can go inside. We'll go patios. Patios. Yeah, like uncommon grounds in Saratoga. If you just need a mood boost, that's a great place to walk by on Broadway because there's always dogs there. And I've also seen a ton of dogs inside at Crew Coffee in Saratoga. Like, I would say three to four dogs there every time I'm there. Wow. And everybody's well-behaved. Everybody's polite. It's an in-and-out spot. But those are some that just reach the top of my mind in terms of, I want to see a dog and smile today. Not necessarily yep. bring my dog, because Jet's 65 pounds. Yep. Yeah, so as, for me, you know, as a contributor to, to Pup State, I'm always on the hunt for, for, for good pups. And, you know, I spent a lot of time downtown in, in downtown Albany, and I'm almost guaranteed to find some pups outside of Skinny Pancake. A There's a good patio, one. A little beer garden patio situation that they have in the summertime. Uh, I think some of my favorite shots have come from there. Um, you know, that whole corridor from like there, you have a couple dog parks, you know, in that area, lots of people, young people living downtown. They always have their dogs out. So I'm almost guaranteed to see some good pups outside of Skinny Pancake. I got to go. I got two. One, Wolf's Beer Garden. You can take them anywhere. Okay. And there's pretty much always a dog there. And... My dogs, Franny and Granny, have been on a huge cashew kick. They love like cashews. Yeah. We've, Hannah bought like a whole jug the other day. And Those I, are expensive. You better know, watch it. I know. Nuts are expensive. I know. I know. We feed them gingerly. But we, uh, I thought maybe they'd be allergic or something. So I, I was hesitant about it. But they were crazy. Once I gave them one cashew, they're hooked on cashews. So, that is so weird. Uh, to that effect, uh, well, Spear Garden is littered with peanuts. So if your dogs are like mine and addicted to the nut, bring them to Wolf's Beer Garden. I guess they can eat peanut butter. I was just thinking if that sure. was like safe, but they can eat peanut butter. Also, it's raisins um, that I was thinking of. Raisins are very, very dangerous. Really? Allegedly. So are like tomatoes. There's a whole list of things dogs can't eat. I mean, you could take your dog to like Home Depot and Lowe's, which I <laughs> yeah, mean, if me you're too. a homeowner and you like to do stuff, but how do you like get your dog to not pee inside? Like, I would just be so scared if I took my dog to like... I don't know. Say I took my dog inside crew. Like, what if he yeah. just smelled something and peed on it? 
Uh, well, then that's not a then that's not a restaurant dog. But you take a mouse first. I would be worried about number two for my dogs. Sometimes they'll just go. But uh, yeah, just take them to the, take them out first, and then you know they're good to go. And uh, that one same process is inside your house. No, I think when you're somewhere new, especially when like my dogs are bigger dogs, we smell those other dogs yeah. in there. And then they want to do, like, yeah. they just want to pee just for a second. Not like a full, like, I got to go. Mark your territory. But, yeah, that's the thing that makes me worried. But this is a list that people do genuinely need. Because I also think if you're, you know, we're dog people. Some people aren't. So maybe you don't want to be on the patio somewhere where there's going to be a bunch of dogs barking or dogs like mine that aren't totally at that chill level yet, you know? A lot of people are like, this is a great list, so I know where not to go for that reason. <laughs> Which um, fine, but but I think the ultimate place, and I hope someone proves me wrong with this list. But it's June Farms, there absolutely. is nowhere more dog friendly, apart from the Airbnbs, that uh, you can bring your dogs. They can go all over the couches. They can be at the bar. Yep. I can obviously walk around the farm. That is just a, and they got dog nights once a week. So I'd say that's dog heaven in the capital region in terms of functioning businesses where you can booze. For sure. Yeah, and a great place for people too. But yeah, the ultimate goal is to develop a comprehensive list owned by Mr. Dog Captain himself, Jack. Yeah, if you don't follow Pup State New York, I think this is the year of Pup State. We've been uh, building it for a few years now. Um, Concept is going to change a little bit, throwing some more dog personality. We got Benson's Pet Center on board. They're everywhere if you if you have a dog and you need supplies you got to go to Benson's yep um and I think we're really going to elevate the game and I think this is our account with the most potential like who doesn't love dogs yeah so I think if we hit it right might be TikTok or something I think I just feel it in my bones it's the year of pup state yeah you told me about all those shakeups at the dogist which is sort of an aspirational account Mm -hmm. you know maybe they flutter a little bit, but it is kind of a foolproof concept. I think the goal with the list, we noticed the other day when we were out how many restaurants proudly show and display their Melio sticker. Mm-hmm. We need a universal dog-friendly sticker that is like the one. Like when yeah. you're a kid, you know when you're a kid, there's like the thing on the window that's like this is the window you need to save a kid from or whatever. Yeah. I didn't have those. I don't think my parents <laughs> loved me that much. But later in life, I learned what they were. We need like you to own that because I really want you to be like Steve Caparizzo 2.0. I me really too. do. I think that's a huge potential for you as somebody in the region as we think about how we want to involve ourselves on like a nonprofit giving back level so if you could really nail this and establish something that holds a lot of value and weight with the businesses and in the people that would go to them i think you'll be well on your way to local dog fanatic stardom that's a dream mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm also so glad they found that canine the police dog oh that was crazy i know if we posted it like an hour before we got it would have got a little more play but i yep. just my heart was just on hurting. The call. I think you told me about it at like 9 a.m. Then we had our morning call, and then I posted it when we got off at 11. And yeah, and then they had up. already found the dog. But Circle back. Whatever. It ended up in the greater good. And I I left it up because, I mean, I think journalistically, journal yeah, integrity-wise, you're supposed yeah. to leave it up and just like add an update rather than just removing the story. Right. And I left it up as more of a test to just see how little people actually read. Because I, oh I, I updated the caption, I posted it, I pinned, you know, the, the canine's Instagram account, commented saying it was found, I pinned it there. The whole day, 
people are still sharing it. Oh my God, we hope he finds him. Oh my God, this, that. Like they just see a headline and they hit share. Yep. I, it was just more of a social experience to me to be like, oh my God. 100%. I, I worry about all these little tidbits and spelling errors. They don't care. No. They read the headline. They don't read. What do they say? If you can, if the first and last letter of a word is right, people can read it. Yep. Also, speaking of testing, Facebook, uh, like Meta now offers like an A-B test version. In really? like your suite, like when you're looking at videos and content. So mm-hmm. that might be something that we sidebar on. I just thought. A-B test. Cool. A-B test. Not, not Antonio Brown Not test. Antonio Brown test. <laughs> no, he's failed. He's failed that test for sure. Uh, Do you think he like drinks or smokes or like. He drank on the Barstool podcast. He did. Yeah, he drank a whole bottle of champagne and everyone was like, why is this dude worth million talking about making millions of dollars drinking a $6 bottle of champagne? He'll be broke. There's no way. He's not. Uh, How much do you think the Empire costs, by the way? Do we know? Do we have numbers on that? He bought the other half. So he came in with about half of the ownership, a little less, and then he bought the other dude's half for $1. But the whole thing is, and a lot of people text me after and they're like, and I guess at the end of the day, it's like, you, I don't know if you can save this business. Like who, where in the world is indoor football working? I don't know. Like it's as good as it gets here and nobody cares. Is And I don't know if that's Albany's fault or not. No, I don't think it's Albany's fault at all. No, I just it's, think it's, it's, it's a bad the, product. The, the league has some issues as a whole. Um, you know, it's not the same league that the Albany Firebirds, you know, when, when they were booming uh, downtown. It's a different league. So there's a lot of factors that play into it. And I think just historically, as we kind of learned from the the hometown tour uh, debacle, we try to figure out who our hometown team is. Like Albany just historically hasn't been able to sustain itself, aside from the Valley Cats, really, in like a successful homegrown vibe that people want to have a good time and, and support. There's just no like star power. Like, you know, there's no, without having a professional affiliation, without being like, I'm going to see somebody, you know, like, it's like, why does American Idol work? Cause like you, these are regular people that are turning into huge stars someday. And there's that star potential that I think people fall in love with because, you know, people say to us all the time, Oh, you know, when you were little, I used to say, Oh, I can't wait till she's famous someday. Like how many times have people said that to us of like, they follow along with our journey cause they know work or believe that we would be something. And I think in the level of sport, like you already have the NFL cooking, like, unless you're seeing somebody that's getting promoted to the quote-unquote big leagues. Like, I just don't know. And who wants to be inside in the summer? Maybe they should play inside the church. It would be a more appropriately sized venue to really tie it back to a couple weeks ago when we were talking about what could go inside these churches. Yep. The venue is also just too damn big. Yeah. I don't want to go to an empty restaurant, let alone an empty stadium. That was a a, a big A-B red flag when the first time Jonah ever connected with him, he told him, which is a relatively true fact, that the MVP arena is very similar to Madison Square Garden, which I came onto my radar when I first went to Madison Square Garden a couple years ago, and I'm like, this literally just has one more level than the MVP arena. But other than that, it's the same build, the same size, and then when you look it up, it's only 3,000 people less. MVP 17-something, yeah. MSG's 20-something, which... Is nothing to shake a stick at. Like, we have the bones to hold those type of acts. And he tells him that on the phone. And then just out of the blue, AB just tweets, MVP Arena equals Madison Square Garden. We were still on the phone when he tweeted it. So that so he must be sitting, send, yeah. He's yeah. out of touch. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go Empire. Yeah, go Empire. Good luck to them.
we forgot peaks and pits of the week. So uh, we'll jump into that because we, we had quite a cool peak that I want to discuss. All right, go for it. All right. So we had an event for the historic Albany Foundation, which is an awesome organization which helps preserve old Albany. Physical buildings, they, they help uh, rebuild, they salvage, they have this huge warehouse, and this is their big fundraiser. They approached us a couple uh, months ago and put an assignment on our plate that I thought I was going to give to somebody else, but it ended up back on my plate, uh, of taking a salvaged window and turning it into a piece of art. And they said, 12 other artists are going are gonna to do it. It's up to your imagination. And I'm like, oh, Jonah's uh, roommate is, is an artist. Hannah's creative. Like, we'll find someone who's going to crush this. And then next thing we know in classic 2BD fashion, it's like two, two weeks away or something. And me and Jonah are like, oh, shit, it's on us. So Jonah starts researching. I come up with this idea to do Then and Now, which is a segment Jonah does on around Albany of uh, just like a collage, kind of like I did with the Golden Button Awards, yep. which is just like a very peculiar skill I have on Photoshop of just like making a, a very cool compilation of things. And I'm like, let's just do one window then, one window now. And so Jonah gets all the assets. I spend like eight hours straight just piecing everything together over two days. And it ends up looking really cool. And then I send it to Jonah. He takes it to Modern Press in Albany. And he takes it from there, piecing it together, which was a hard aspect of it, like making it actually look good in this window. And I'm like, Jonah, if it looks good, I just want to be surprised. Because this is like the first piece of physical art I've ever been a part of since like high school art. Like I, I don't do physical. Everything I've done has been a digital medium. So I was very happy to see how it comes out. The gala is at the New York State Museum, which is an, a venue that needs to happen more often. We talk all the time about galas being the same old, same thing everywhere you go, usually at the Albany Capital Center. And this place is something worth talking about. It has like the middle's kind of cut out by elevators. So it feels like you're in a bunch of different rooms while you walk around. Magnificent views of the plaza, super well lit. There's the outdoor patio that's like as big as the inside. We just got to do more stuff there. And ours is up against 12 others. And I just knew going into it that I'm like, ours is going to be the best one there. Which is, and what do you think? Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. I like, mean, I mean, I mean, no, no shame on anybody else who participated. There are some really, really talented artists. Some, some prominent artists in the area also contributed to this. But I think our, we just came at it from a, a, a youthful approach. Yeah. Which I think uh, a historic organization or, or an organization dedicated to historic preservation needs that youthful energy and that youthful approach because ultimately, I mean, we're the next in line to to take care of our urban environments, our cities, our architecture. Yeah. So, um, yeah, by far, I think ours was the most unique and different, and it just kind of stood out amongst the rest. What, what did you think of it? All right, so to be completely honest, I had no idea what you guys were talking about this whole time. I thought you were making, like, like a window art for like a business. Like when you walk by like Brugger's and there's like, you know, like pictures in the window, like you just didn't ever explain it to me. And we just move so fast that I'm like, I'll figure it out eventually. So I truly like, this is a shock to me when I saw Jack's recap on his personal page. I'm like, Oh, like a window, like a real, like an old window. So 
now that I know the backstory, it's very cool. And I think it's great that they asked you guys to participate in this because it is kind of fun, I think, being a creator, like the way that you just relate it. Like, we just think about this so much. We just think about our phones and, you know, going in and moving things and making sure things are centered. And like to create with your hands is so interesting. And like whether you're a homeowner doing like housework, painting a room or like when you like build something, there's just a different level of pride than like, you know, I guess the closest we get in our world would probably be like hosting an event where you see things come together. So I think that's just awesome that you guys were involved and that you had this vision because I truly thought you were creating like a, like I thought you were painting on a window when you're like, I don't know if the artwork's going to fit in the window. Like it's not a normal window. I'm like, well, what kind of fucking window is it? Like, you know, there's window art like all around the world. So, yep. you know, it's, I mean, people, I mean, we are like largely involved in everything that we do, but like I've said with other events, sometimes I, I like like not like we can't all do everything. So it's nice when I can look at it again as like a viewer. And um, I'm glad that you guys were so proud of it. Yeah, very proud of it. And uh, so is my mom because like a couple hours and maybe an hour into the event, I go over and I'm like, oh my God, somebody bid. Cause no one was, no one was bidding on these right off the bat. And I'm like, well, we got a bid. And I go over and it was my mom, of course. And I'm like, of course, my mom is going to buy the yard. That's cool. Like it was cool enough where I'd want to keep it. And then we circle back and then I see the next bid, Paul Tonko. Oh, baby. The legendary Congressman Paul Tonko. I'm like, oh my God. We circle back again, outbid by Mayor Kathy Sheehan. Wow. And then they get into a bidding war and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And the other ones aren't getting that much action. There are a few that were good. Um, but ours is kind of becomes a center of attention. Then Kathy gets in the bidding war with some random guy. Paul leaves after he talks and then it's Kathy and this guy back and forth. Is it like a blah, 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 or is it like no, it's silent? silent. Okay, silent. It. So people are just like discreetly going up Yep. and it comes to the end of the night and we had talked to Kathy and she, I'm like, I see you bidding on it. She's like, oh, I love it. She, She's like, I wish I had this. I gave this presentation the other day where I talk about, you know, what Albany is versus what it was now. And like, I did this whole PowerPoint, but I could have literally just showed them this. Like, this is perfect. And Did she know you made it? Yeah, we told her. Prior to her bidding on it? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I feel I like not so. for nothing. I mean, uh, we'd have to ask who who would know this, but I feel like at times we've we've threw the grapevine bent on her shit list, but always yeah. ended up on the right side of history with her. We so. may have given her a few gray hairs over the years. So yeah, that's my, a good way to my put aunt it, Pam was out there chopping it up. She was a few buttons deep, and she's a talker. So and now, yeah, she 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 senior button needs to also chat it up yeah. with her a couple of buttons deep once. They they were <laughs> the slinging my name around, so I'm, I'm sure they knew. Uh, but we're talking to Kathy, and she's like, "Yeah, I have a Martha's Vineyard home and." I have this room that's all Albany themed. So this is going to be perfect there. She's counting down the days till she's out as mayor. And uh, is this like our, our parting gift? No way. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy you want this. This is going to be awesome. So the end of the night comes. It's like 15 minutes left. We go and check on it. And the guy outbid Kathy. No. And I'm like, where's Kathy? And we go look for her. Can't find her anywhere. And I'm like, I don't want it to go to this random guy. So I go to the sheet and I had their phone numbers on it. No and I'm way. Like, oh, I'm you like, did a backdoor deal. I'm like, I hope this isn't her office. And I, I shoot a text. I go, Kathy, it's Jack from two buttons deep. So you're outbid. Do you want me to one up you? 
And she goes, yeah, 400 bucks. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and then so Hannah forged the mayor of Albany's signature. And we wait. It's like the final minute. Then we like stood guard so nobody could come Shut around. Up. And Kathy got the piece. Wait, was $400 what it went for? Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. It's pretty good for a handmade piece of art. Yeah. How much did the, I don't want to one down yet but did how much did our uh, mountain brew go for at the day that went to 200 like 250 okay, so. so you almost doubled your your yeah, earnings this well, is our earnings, highest but, auctioned know. uh item for charity which that's is awesome. which is great that's great that's so really that, good. that was a great peak yeah that's i mean now that i know the whole story i mean i'm just very yeah so shout out kathy it. she's a cool cat and uh i think she did great and i hope she enjoys her next chapter when's she done she had the exact day, and then she was like, 962 days, but who's counting? Yeah, it's 2025. Oh, yeah, God. It's way she's out, got a long time. We'll she's be, allegedly... Uh, she'll be gray by the time we're done with her. Yeah. Well, we're done doing what we're doing over here, I think. But overall, I think she likes us. She's that positive. Yeah, for sure. Wow, I hope she invites you to Martha's Vineyard. That's what. That's Isn't the other that thing. Like, we're like, we're going to get... If, if I'm in Martha's Vineyard, that's my... That's my cue. Like, hey, house. can I come? Yeah. Can I come see the my painting? Wow, that's awesome. Very good stuff. Yeah, love to hear it. How about you? I I mean I can't I can't really one up that. I was just going to go with the pit, but it's just it's a it's a first world fashion problem. But as the botanista, you know, this time of year is usually filled with hope, good outfits, showing skin, you know, just getting out there into the world. And we've been reminded by some clients lately, like how quickly some of these big outfit dates are approaching and I'm freaking out. And I had a little rant that I had to do on my page last night against rent the runway, which I've used for years to really support my, my job. My career is dressing and wearing things and being over the top. And this app, you know, has supported me throughout all of that. And long story short, it's gone totally downhill, but this is one of those times where I felt like I could use my influence to get a response. And I feel like that's what we're allowed, not allowed to do, but like, I almost feel, it's made me feel like powerless. Like we, I have however many followers on Buttonista. I have been, I was in their top 10 most used customers last year, 10%. They featured me on their main page. Like I have given Rent the Runway thousands of dollars. I have personal emails of people at the company. I feel like they should fucking respond to me. Like, I feel like they should respond to me. Maybe they're ghosting me like Antonio Brown, but I just, I was so frustrated. I'm like, this is valuable to my audience because the amount of DMs and messages that I've gotten from people that feel the exact same way I do about this app and can't do anything about it. And we're all just left in the dark. Like it might seem silly to you guys. And like, again, first world fashion problem, but like we're spending thousands of dollars a year to look good via this app. And they're just ghosting people on what is a huge corporate shit show behind the scenes. And I feel like there needs to be some accountability. What do you think the problem is? So they, I posted this on Buttonista about a month ago, but they released a new era of the app where they give everybody an extra spot. So like basically BOGO, buy one beer, get one free, like rent this amount of clothes, get one item free. And even though that sounds catchy and cool, I know as a marketing person, it's just fucking marketing. So by offering, say, 100,000 people use the app, that's 100,000 extra pieces of clothing that are going out. So now the inventory is completely depleted. So like for me to go to an event like the Red, White, and Blue Party for American Cancer Society in two months from now, I should be able to browse hundreds of styles that I could pick. 
I went on the app yesterday for a date two months from today. It gave me one dress. Do you think they're like there's issues? Like something is wrong? I think they've either by using this free marketing tactic, they've done what they successfully wanted to do, which was increase the user base because all these people are like, oh, now I'm getting more for my money, even though they're really not. Um, people are commenting that all the items smell that they're getting. They smell like cigarettes. They smell like body odor. Someone messaged me today, said they had an item that was covered in cat hair. So like you pay a premium to have all of your items come clean and fresh. They're all dry cleaned. I've ripped things. I've like, you know, spilled something on things and there's never anything. It's like your couch insurance that you have through old brick. Like everything is just taken care of on their end. So I don't know if they just can't handle the demand so that their inventory is bad Or what I'm hoping, and I wish they could say, is that their app is just fucked up. Like, I never want to have an app because, like, the app doesn't work anymore either. So if they could just say, listen, we're experiencing technical difficulties and this is why X, X, and X are happening when you're trying to use the app, maybe I would hang on. Hmm. But now I have X amount of dollars to spend per month that I've basically allocated. I mean, it would be better if I didn't spend it at all, but that's not going to happen. That I could either continue to use this app, go to a competitor, or do what I don't want to do, which is go out and buy clothes that I'm never going to wear again. You'll never see me wear this outfit again this year. It's not rented, but like this is from Salvation Army. So maybe that's what I should do. There's a great idea. Go thrifting? Yeah. I do thrift, but like. Thrift full time. But I'm not the only person that's experiencing this. So I feel like, again, I have a platform to like say something about the app and they're just not responding. Like what do to you anybody. Wanna, what do you want to say to them? Fuck off. Because, like, what if what if they just can't f- fix what they're they're then, then I would switch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if they could there... just say, like, it's it's on us, like, you know, we've, again, just all the things I said, we're, we're experiencing an increase in user base, something's going on with the app, we're short-staffed in our warehouses, you know, we have a plan to fix these things, and we'll get back to you. But instead, all their marketing is, oh, my God, the air of extra, it's so good, everybody's doing this, they're showing off what their employees are wearing, and I'm like, None of that's available. There should not be one thing available in my size. There should be hundreds, if not thousands. And to go with the 15 million ratio following, they have, this is something that I've looked into because I'm just genuinely curious again. So they have 473,000 followers and they get 121 likes on their posts. Like some of my worst content wouldn't get 121 likes. So are they not engaged with their audience or did they pay for all those followers? Like they got 90 likes on something. Yeah, they, they have 473,000 followers. You're getting to the bottom of this. They're a fraud of a company. They're a fraud of a company. And the CEO, like I just want to love it, but it's the first time I feel like I'm in a dilemma where I could be, and again, this, I'm not a political activist here. I, like they might actually pay attention to me and I could actually improve the experience if I could connect with them for girls that I know also you said sticking your neck out earlier, I've referred so many people to rent the runway. I know so many local girls that rent the runway now because of me. And I'm like, well, fuck they're making me look bad. Who is a good competitor you could go to newly or fashion pass. All right. Tell them if they don't respond, you're going to rent newly. the runway. This is an SOS for the third and final time from yours truly. Taylor Miriam Ray of the Botanista. If you don't respond to me, just DM me, message me. I'm going to try Fashion Pass or Newly or both. A combination of both would be cheaper than Rent the Runway and Two Buttons Deep is going to pay for it. <laughs> Which they should be anyway. We'll see about that.
We'll um, see about that. It's a first world problem, but I just feel like it's relevant because we have these followings and we interact with brands all the time. Yeah. And we want our experience to be positive. And if we're How referring, much does it cost a month? I pay like $250, 260 a month. But wow. again, for what I was getting, yeah. it was a great value. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting now, since they created this cool marketing blitz, is n- I'm losing money. Like wow. I'm losing time and I'm, I might be getting gray hairs like Kathy. <laughs> so my, my money could better be spent elsewhere. So could my freaking airtime on my podcast. Yeah. We got to get to the bottom of that. All right. We'll post that clip and see how it does. I'm hot. That's your, that's that, you, that you laid it all on the line. That's my pit baby. I'm yeah. like literally, I was like pacing around my house yesterday. <laughs> Cause I went on that rant and then I opened up my shipment and my dress was dirty. Ooh. And I literally was like, I'm like, I have to do something. I don't get this upset about things. Yeah. No, if you're putting your neck out of the line. Uh, I am. We'll, I'm, we'll I'm referring a clip people. And, uh, but yeah, they definitely have fake followers if that is their ratio. 90 likes. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I've been on there. I've got more likes than that. I mean, it's not a personal thing. It's like, what? And that's, so that's my pet. You like that? That's a good pet. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. I'm heated. All right. Uh, do we want to listen to the jing? We have an update on the AAA jingle. Do we want to listen to that now or do we want to listen to that tomorrow when we go and sign up? Oh, let's do it tomorrow. That would yeah. be fun. Thing yeah. like us in the car Hype jamming music. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the best song in the world. We talked about the AAA jingle, which does exist. We just couldn't remember it. Yep. And someone reached out and said, it's actually, it's a local jingle. It's not a nationwide jingle. It's just the Hudson Valley. There's two AAAs here, Hudson Valley and Northway. Yep. And that's the local advertising. AAA is always with you every day. With you all the way. With you all the way. And they, it's sung by a, a, a local Two local siblings. Love it. From Brunswick High School. So cool. uh, someone who listened to the pie last week reached out and they sent us the link. And uh, that's going to be our hype music going to AAA tomorrow because uh, we both need it. Yep. Um, but we'll jump right into peak into the week. I don't know what it is about the word peak. That's the one thing I always mess up the spelling. Oh, of. my God. Same. I don't like I'm so good at spelling. Me too. And I will I will proofread peak and then. After it's up, I'm like, ah. Wait, totally same. Because I, I feel like they're why. the same thing, but they're not. But yeah, yeah. I like literally, I, that's one that I struggle with as well. All right. We need to fix Rent the One Way. And went we the One Way. Went the One Way. It's a tongue twister, by the way. I rent the, the Run. All right. That's another reason to leave. That's it's hard, hard to, to say. say. It's, it is hard to Imagine say. Imagine having a lisp. I've said I've said it the way you said it so many times went in the my one content. Way. Rent the Runway. Uh, runway. We should just make all peaks the same. Yeah. Which peak do you prefer? E-A. See, that's where I would go, too. Peak yeah. peak doesn't sit well with It's kind of creepy. Mm, it's a little cheeky. Yeah. Two E's, this could be tough. Peak. Look, at, I, li- <laughs> I literally spelled it wrong. Peak into peak. the week. Because peak. It's like, like good, Peak good of the week is your peak, is your highest yes. point. A mountain, of course. Peak is just like, like what my mom just did. Senior Buttonista just rolled up to the bunker. She was peeking in the door. Yes. So now we know the difference. No, I know the difference. And nobody should know this better than me. We do peaks peaks and pits and then peek into the week every, every week. episode yep and uh here i am yeah you got it right the first time yeah i did it both maybe it's because you use both of them so often but whatever all right peek into the week presented by hoffman car wash we are yes. currently in the midst of our first ever and i think it's going to be a forever thing yeah spring cleaning scavenger hunt where uh we're just going to be posting where we pop up in random towns 
and drop a bunch of Hoffman car wash coupons, uh, passes, and we're going to build our way up all the way to a year-long unlimited membership pass. You can be an unlimited boss with an unlimited wash, uh, and you got just got to stay tuned in, locked in on our Instagram story to find out where, because they move quick. Maybe we should repeat the AB video and be like, we'll be at UAlbany with one <laughs> Hoffman car wash, unlimited wash, and like totally clown, because they are coveted. They're, I thought they were going to be a lot harder to find. It's harder to hide than you think, because we've yes. got to secure these bad boys pretty good, uh, depending on what town, what kind of day, what kind of weather, what kind of foot traffic is out there. But we had someone confirm yesterday that they got one. They're getting into the hands of people. And this is all in light of spring cleaning, getting your car washed. I'm still finding confetti in mine. So the unlimited membership truly goes a long way. And if we can be the, if we can stick our neck on the line and give you one free one, you will be a fan for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do feel better. We went We went through... Uh, the, oh, I meant to send you that so you could post yeah, it today. you guys we'll send me that. Uh, Hoffman Car Wash is just the cheapest form of therapy there is. Yep. That's the, you just get two minutes away from the world. You're in elements. You're, yeah, you are like in a, elements. It's basically like the sh- a shower, but you're not getting wet. Yep, that sounds like your kind of shower, by the way. Don't peek. What? <laughs> Ew. What? Don't, Don't peek. Because you're in the shower? Yeah. What are you, like, holding the shower head up to something? Like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, they'll love this ad. Um, anyways, peak into the week is uh, the fourth But an Easter Live show. Oh, my God. We are touring the potential venue yep. tomorrow. Yep. And uh, should be, if everything goes according to plan, should be, the I think, the coolest venue in terms of our industry. Yes. And we should be announcing it next week. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. I know I'm excited because I've already had a couple nightmares about it. So that's usually a good sign as a performer and entertainer. But definitely a bucket list kind of place. This will be, if I do skip an episode, it will be my 150th episode, which is another really big milestone for a solo show located in upstate new york so either way 151 150 whatever it's going to be a great time and i got a lot of good feedback already people guessing what day they think it's going to be uh hoping that they can make it got to get tickets this time type of thing so you got to keep your eyes peeled we will announce it on thank god it's tuesday may 2nd you gotta make it 150 you got okay good well last time you were like you can't skip an episode no you're no no don't twist my words i didn't say you can't skip an episode i said you can't you wanted to take the week off before your live show so you think i should take like next week off or yeah, something that's okay. like that's yeah. like the f- a football team t- going that's on fair. vacation right. before I, the super bowl that. that's right that's what yeah. you said but yeah definitely yeah, um, take the week off but not yeah. the week before you got to be sharp that's true i do think 150 is a great number as always there's so much that goes on behind the scenes we got to plan some good bits and skits for this one there's always a lot in it for the audience so there's stuff that you will be able to take home with you besides just a good performance. I do want to get some sort of musical talent. We'll just tease that for the first hour. Yep. So I'd be open to uh, something more live than a DJ as well if there's any yeah. ideas that we have. But um, hopefully it all works out venue-wise. But either way, there is a show happening in May. I mean, I actually had a flashback today in the car of the whole Rivers Casino incident last year. Yeah, we absolutely won't be going there. Yeah, it's not at Rivers Casino. Haven't gone there since. Never nope. will again in my entire life. Nope. Um, they did us dirty, and uh, they're they're also just generally a dirty place. So I'm glad it didn't work out with that. Shout out Center Street Pub. They saved us. Yep. 100th episode. They saved us. If you don't remember, Rivers Casino, 
We were all set to do our show there. Oh my God, the day of. The day of. We had been playing this thing for months with them. Had meetings, dry runs, everything, the whole nine. Day of, they canceled on us because of a minuscule controversy from five years ago where we went to their sports book opening and asked, not even one of us, one of our random old personalities asked people what he should tell his bookie now that sports betting is legal, which is funny. Yeah. And uh, they canceled it on us. So we had to redirect 100 people coming to Schenectady. It was wild. I actually can't. When I when you just said that, like, hours before, that's so crazy that we pulled it off. It's four hours. Yeah. We've got our giddy the fuck up pants on, though, now for number four. Yep. Uh, and there is one guarantee at all Buttonies to Live shows. There will be Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. So if that's not enough to get you out the door on a Tuesday night, you know, I, I don't think know. what you showed us before, you got to. You yeah. got to make that happen. Yeah, speaking of getting my outfits together, I mean, it's a whole planning process, but just like your window display, we do good under pressure in that, you know, two to three week time frame to put something together. So you guys got to come out and support this one though. We got to be on that, that upward curve here. Yeah. We got to get to the peak. Yeah. We're going to peak. We're going to peak. Don't peak. Don't peak. Don't peak, pe- but don't peak. Yeah. And don't P-E-E-K. Actually, you should P-E-E-K for details. Yeah. May peak around. Peak for details. Yes. Love it. Anything else, Fiona? Uh, I think we'll see them on the internet. Exactly. Yeah. See you on the internet, folks. Thank you for listening.